Dark Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art, as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art, I Like to Paint Monsters, and you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Zar. Hi, Mike. Hey, Chet. How goes it? I'm fine. How are you? I am well. I'm not fine, actually. My two-thirds. That's what he was just saying. He said it a few times. I think he's just trying to get out of his system right away. Yeah, yeah. You know what time it is over here? (laughs) 2.30. That was good. (laughs) Hey, that that other laugh you hear in the background is our our special guest for today. Indeed. Who's that? That that, that, that is Erwin Chalfin. How do you say your last name? Uh, never mind. Come on, You'll just never say. Pronounce it. it. Yeah, yeah. Chofin. Chofin. That was. I was close. Chofin. Chofin. Yeah. yeah. Chofin. Close. Close enough. I know how to spell it because I have like this yeah, photographic way of dealing with words, and so yours is very emblazoned in my mind. Emblazoned. Yeah, it's, it's still better than Schwarzenegger. So. <laughs> I like your last name. I like the way it's spelled. It has it has a real feel to it. I got a thing with letters. Like when people say words, I see them in my head immediately. I can't think about it. I don't want to do it. It just happens. It's obligatory. So like while people talk, I see all these words and they're shaped in certain fonts and they're different sizes and colors. And it's this whole thing that goes on. And I really like the way that the words in your last name line up. It's super cool. It's just one of those last names I like because of the way the letters line up. I really like the drugs you're doing. <laughs> Well, I don't. I can't say that I'm doing a lot of drugs, but I, I'm definitely. Uh, I'm definitely engaged in a lot of entheogenic work, certainly. <laughs> well, for for, for, say, for, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Irwin is or Avin is a proper pronunciation, but uh, we call him Irwin because we're Americans. But uh, uh, he is a collector. United Stadiums. Yeah, and Americans do just whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. <laughs> Obvious, obviously. <laughs> Um, and proudly, <laughs> Americans proudly <laughs> mispronounce things. Uh, anyway, do they, do you, er, do wait, we, are well, we still called Yankees? Do people still call us Yanks? Like, oh, those Yanks. Let do me, let still me say that. Let me tell you who Erwin is. Erwin is. A, oh, that's going to be interesting. Erwin is a, is a, is a friend and a collector. We go way back. He's a, one of my earliest collectors and he's become a friend and he's, he was a producer in the documentary, and I like to paint monsters. And uh, he is a producer. On he the is, yeah, yeah. He still is a producer. Yeah. So, um, co-producer, in fact. Yeah. So that's that's uh, Irwin, Alvin. So say hi. Hi. So you just described me. So the podcast is done, right? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Thanks nice. everyone okay. for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay, now we can go on with uh, the uh, uh, witty banter. The witty yeah, banter. Yeah, we, when we uh, started talking, uh, before we started recording, um, we were discussing how way back we actually go. Yeah, we yeah. We not really sure. And what, you, you have to tell me because my memory is completely shot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely more than 10 years. 2000. Um, I'm going to look it I up. Sure. Okay, go ahead. Go, you know I, 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 which I which show what, was it? Was it Ugly American? It was Ugly American in London. Yes, it's 2007, I, I believe. It was I, I bought. I think the first painting I bought was from the show before in Berlin. Right, right. Yeah, that should that should be 2006. Yeah, 
I guess. So we uh, we we didn't meet at the the uh, the show in Berlin. Uh, no. Oh, okay, no. so we we didn't meet until. Okay. We meet in London. Yeah. Okay. Erwin, didn't you buy a bunch of his paintings without even seeing them because you wanted yes. them so badly? I remember you saying that, and I don't think I even used it in the film, but I, I would like to hear you tell about that again. Well, the, it, it was a, a funny string of coincidences. Back then, um, I was in, in, in a, a foreign country, slow internet and everything difficult. Of course, no Google back then, or not the way we used to Google right now. So I was on that blog which was totally not art related I, I don't even know what i was looking for and somebody had an avatar which was one of the first paintings of chet the gas mask oh, one well, of the gas mask paintings oh, cool. like what, very early oil sketch i think mm -hmm. and i i just fell in love with that thing and uh, it took me weeks to find out who the painter of this of this piece was because nobody knew that the, the guy who used it as an avatar just found it somewhere Hmm. Uh, on the internet and back then there was no you know like picture search on google right. or something so uh you know i did the research all with paintings gas masks and stuff and i finally found out uh that like a week before i started searching for that painting you had the show in berlin oh what a and trip like yeah that was that was pretty interesting and i couldn't make it to the show but uh i looked i looked up the show on the internet and uh I think I, I right away I bought Father. That was I right. think one of the first the first painting I bought, uh, and I didn't even like you like Mike said I didn't even see them. I just you know they were so impressive on the internet, and they're of course even more impressive in real life. And then I thought, what, what was the second? Uh, sister was the second one. Right, you got father and, and sister. Bought, and yeah. doesn't he have a mother too? You have mother? No, Gary's got no. mother. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> you better talk to Gary uh, about I see, that. I see the tension in the face there with that little dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's, I'm not so much into family, so it's fine. <laughs> Touche. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I think I bought Remembering directly from you then. And so we God, right. that piece guts me, man. That that piece yeah, is that, like, where you are such a lucky, well, not lucky, you're smart, really, to have it. But what a piece. Like, if I could own yeah. any Chet's art piece, seriously, that would be the piece. So your taste is impeccable, insofar as my standards are concerned, anyhow. <laughs> so you. my taste reflects your taste, and we're just awesome. Indeed. I also met Chet Zar through an avatar on social media, by the way. That was a friend oh, nice. at it, and it took me a while to search him out. So, yeah, interesting. You and I have quite a bit of alignment and synchronization yeah. in that way. So uh, had, nice. had you been uh, collecting before that or uh, what's your collecting history? Well, well uh, I come from a family where um, art was always part of life. So I, I basically grew up in well, sorts of a museum, mm. just, you know, different style. Uh, my father collected landscapes. Mm. Um, so I guess, you know, it, it, it's you have a certain eye for art if you grow up with oil, oil paintings all around you. Definitely. And uh, the good thing was my, my father didn't, he wasn't very protective of the paintings, so we would play football in the hallway and not really, <laughs> you know. It wasn't, it wasn't like growing up in a museum museum. It was just, you know, you were surrounded by art, but it was just part of right. a part of the, the scenery, not like, yeah. you know, don't play here, don't play there, you know. That's how, it is that's how it is at my house. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's, that's healthy because, you know, if, if you... If as a kid, if you think that you can damage something, you, you kind of get a, you know, you might not get that feeling in that context. And, and 
you know, mm -hmm. get a connection to art if, if, if it's something that's, you know, more important than what you do or, right. you know, so, um, that was, that was pretty uh, awesome to grow up like this. And so first I, 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 I think in 2004, I'm, I met, um, a friend from New York who was working with, uh, Giger. So I, I went on a few exhibitions with with Giger. I mean, he's he lives he lived like three hours away from where I live. Oh wow! So we we went to Zurich a few times and met him in his house. Oh cool! And then we went to a few shows in in Paris in Prague. Wow, I didn't know that. And uh, I actually did uh, a small a small book for him. Uh, I don't think we published it though. It Are you serious? For, for, I, I didn't yeah. know that. Shit. Print me up one. And, uh, <laughs> I, can, I can send you the PDF. Times okay, two. I got it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, I was I was already in that in that dark art scene, uh -huh. but not so much. I mean, Giger is like out there, very uh, let's say singled out. Mm. Uh, there are a few connections between other artists and and of course the galleries who who show him. But since he was already like way out there. That was hard to to find any other other artist working with him or showing with him. Mm -hmm. I think he mentioned that once in a documentary that actually the Oscar was the worst thing that would happen to him because he was so popular and he <laughs> he would do group shows mm -hmm. and all people would come to see him and would ignore all his friends and so that kind of separated him. Interesting in the in the art world. So uh. he, he wasn't very fond of all that that fame. Actually, he didn't like that a lot. Anyway, so I. That was basically my first step into, you know, going to special exhibitions and, you know, uh, traveling around for, for art. And, uh, and, you know, I bought a few pieces uh, in the, on the Austrian market, which is, you know, it, it's Europe is different with, with, with art, mm -hmm. very different than America. How is that? Of, you know, well, the, the, a lot of artists being, being pushed by, um, insurance companies and banks so they are behind they basically know who's going to be famous in two years so they buy everything and they, they organize the exhibitions so it's kind of you know they, they they deal with art like it's a um commodity it's stock Sto yeah no it's stock corporate. actually super so, corporate yeah yeah so like it's kind of investment and yeah it's kind of it, like the, it's a weird thing it's like the blue chip gallery scene in the america or new york you know yeah they, they would like inflate the the value of an artist and just he would disappear a year later, you know, just it's, destroy it's him. Yeah. Yeah. They'd kill him. Like we, we will gut you. <laughs> we will gut you and take all your artistic value in one year. And then we will get yeah. rid of the body. I, I, I can take funny gestures. You don't publish the video, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, we're straight with the video. Ain't nobody knows. No, yeah. we don't save the nice. video, just the audio. Nice. So anyway, so, um, I wasn't very fond of, of the, the European art market a lot. Um, and the collection of my father was like from the thirties wow. back, like way oh, back. Cool. And, um, yeah, so I was kind of in a, in, in some kind of limbo where to go with, with my taste. And, you know, like, like you described when you first saw Giger, it's like, you know, that's what I want to see. And that's what I, you know, there must mm -hmm. be more like this. Right. And, uh, and luckily with, with the internet and all that, you know, the connecting people and everything that that got me into basically you were the first one and then with our mutual friend from berlin <laughs> yes 
<laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. Well, oh right, that, right, that, right, right. That, yeah, that, that mutual friend. So right. <laughs> uh, that kind of spread pretty pretty fast. I I, I got to meet a lot of people. Um, most, I mean, friends to this day, mostly. So oh good. Uh, the, the David David Stupakis, right? David Hochbaum. I all met them in 2006. Oh really? Interesting. And we, we yeah that, that that was like the year where it all started and. Mm. Then, um like uh i think summer 2006 or something and then 2007 we met in in london and from there you know we went to laurie's place remember that oh yeah Laurie yeah Lipton. laurie lipton Lipton's yeah place. that's where i first met so her that that that's also a friendship that i kept going even though she's in in la now mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's like it 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 was like a growing family of, of international people. Very interesting. And when you meet, it's always very intense. You talk about a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. It was fun. That was, that was a fun time. Yeah. London was, London was like the, the big start of, of a lot of things that happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that gallery was in uh, what what part of town was that gallery in? It was Jack the Ripperville. Yeah, something. It was like, Whitechapel, Whitechapel district. White, it was Whitechapel, which right. is the Jack yeah. the Ripper uh, area where he did a bunch of murders, and that was a pretty shady part of town too. And me and my friend yeah. Chris, who went with me at the time, we stayed in the gallery and we saw a knife fight, like right in front of <laughs> right, us. I nice. Totally cool. forgot that a, a knife <laughs> fight, and then there was so, a just super, a little taste of culture, just a little taste of culture. <laughs> super scary. Yeah. Uh, uh, tweak crack prostitute going through garbage right out front. Uh, she was really Dude, but you, scary. You attract looking. shit like this because when I was with you in, in Christopher Ulrich in front of the fucking DeWolf Scop in fucking Pasadena, you got Spider Man rolling up on that's us. That's true. There was standing there talking to us for 20 minutes with this crazy magical bike. Yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah, you, I think you attract the bizarre, Chet. I think it's because your name is Zar. He attracts the bizarre. <laughs> that was a fun trip, though. It was, it was uh, fun. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> er, yeah, 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 and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, we, we did already the, the, the catalog for the, the show in London, right? Yeah, er, yeah tell, talk about that catalog. I'm yeah. curious to know more about this. Erwin published my first, my first cat printed yeah, the, art material, right? Yeah, the, catalog wise, yes. Basically, the, the the same thing occurred like with uh, the buying of the paintings. I bought the paintings without seeing them, and we collaborated without meeting. Right. <laughs> we actually met after everything was done. Yep. So, yeah, I came to London with a bunch of ca- finished catalogs. Yeah, that was great. I mean, uh, still for sale, right? You still got some. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still yep. have a few boxes. Not as many as you'd think, though. I mean, they sell pretty. I sell them at conventions and stuff still. So I I still got the limited edition though. Oh right, yeah, the limited edition. Yeah, we. I remember trying to. I remember you offered some of those as uh, rewards when I was doing the I Like to Paint Monsters Kickstarter, and we, and we tried to sell some. Exactly, yeah. But I, I I've seen the the I think even the 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 soft the soft cover they go for sixty nine on eBay already. Really? So. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen one or two go on eBay pretty pretty overpriced. It's a nice little book, a little catalog. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's funny too, too, because in the in the intro, it was during the Bush era, and I remember yeah. in my intro, I was uh, uh, of the book. I'm talking a little bit of shit about him without naming yeah. him, 
And then I remember Obama got elected, and I was thinking, oh, man, I hope people don't th- think I'm talking about Obama like that because I like Obama. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, Yeah. I, I think even you, you've got some, you got some uh, people on Facebook like – Saying, well, if you think America's ugly, I'm gonna block you or something. I remember that really that people were, criti- were criticizing you for ta- uh, you know using that title. I don't even remember. Well, the title was th- because when I went to Berlin the year before, I got the cold shoulder by so many mm. uh, Germans. I either got because the cold. I got the yeah because of Bush. I either got the <laughs> cold shoulder or I got the why the hell did you guys elect this guy? Like just total, so con- like the question seems to be. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a common yeah, right, question yeah. we get asked in uh, other countries. Time Why the hell did the you elect like that guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was, it was either you know. Some people were just. I remember I went in. Uh, we went to this bar with Yasha, and oh, oh you he, said your name. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hey. bleep that out. <laughs> why? why? <laughs> Just she, kidding. She <laughs> she got us together. Yeah, uh, a lot of that, that. You know, mm-hmm. I, my relationship with my you know artistic relationship with Yasha was kind of worked out for my career. It was it was good for me. It worked out for me. So I know other people. <laughs> Because you have a guardian angel, Chet, That's that true. looks over you. Because you just everything eventually just works out for you. But, but yeah, that might be true. But she, you know, on a long yeah, enough timeline, anyhow. I, I appreciate all the the stuff she did for me. But um, we went into this bar, and uh, I was trying to just say hello, be friendly, you know, because I, I already was getting the vibe. And the guy behind the bar just wouldn't even talk to me, wouldn't even look at me. And I was and I was trying to like engage him in conversation. And she's like, Oh, Did don't you know even... how to say beer in German? Yeah, no, no. Well, then fuck you. Yeah, right. She's she's like, Don't even bother. He's not even gonna talk to you. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> people are so not happy with America right now. And uh so anyway, uh and then like I said, the other people at the I, I remember at the show were just totally perplexed. Why did you vote this guy in? Like just they hadn't mm. they couldn't understand. And so I felt like I had to apologize for every American and tell him that, you know, not everybody voted for him. And um, and so then that's where I got the title for the London show, the Ugly American show, because I felt like the Ugly American in uh, in uh, Berlin. And it was with the same gallery, Strict Nine. So anyway. Was- well, let me just say that that's an incredible title. Oh, thank you. It's funny. I explained yeah, it. Was- I I explained it to Iris, you know, Iris, um, Mm -hmm. who was doing the press release. And I thought she was like, (laughs) I I still feel so embarrassed about this. I thought that um, she was like English was her second language. And I wasn't sure if she knew the whole ugly American term, if it was a German thing. And so I'm like explaining in the email. Yes, ugly American is blah blah blah. It means da 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 da. da, da. And then I finally meet her. And she speaks better English than I do. <laughs> I was like, oh man, there was the ugly American move right there. That was more like the dumb, yeah, right there, dumb American packaged up, like a little bow on it and shit. I, I think the the new term for that is mansplaining. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, I can't keep That's up with like, all these fucking terms. Yeah. <laughs> Mansplaining. Well, the best part for me is is that they happen so quickly and it's you know with such rapidity that like ultimately by the time that I even get caught up, I've already it's not, already out. Yeah. I'm like twenty five of them, you know, because I'm like not with it. And then twenty five later, I'll catch one and I'll like ride it way too long and look like an old guy. And then it'll be gone, you know. 
perfect. I think for you, for, for the Americans, it would be easy if every of those terms had an emo um, emoticon or what's ah, that? Right. Like <laughs> so can... What's funny is I busted, I keep breaking phones and I broke my phone, I think it was in February. And I, so I've been phoneless for months and months and months. So I've just been doing the computer thing. And it's just so, I find my, my life so much better. Like in the morning, I don't wake up and like f try to look and see what the fuck's going on on social media. I have my coffee and a cigarette and I sit around and look at the sky and look at the clouds. And it's like just way, way more chill. I don't feel this kind of like compulsion. So, but now Joy and I are sharing a phone and it's still, I've been able to like integrate that. So yeah, there's something to be said for that uh, sideline back to the conversation. Yeah. But you're so hard, <laughs> you're, you're also so hard to get a hold of now. So I feel like I don't, I don't get my enough of my mic, you know, oh. I, don't, I don't get enough of my oh. mic fix. Well, then you should just text text me because I have a phone that I text can Joy's phone. Here. I don't want to bug that, Joy. Share, no, because that's our phone now. We, okay. we deleted my other line, so now we you, just share. You want to stop recording for a few seconds? And <laughs> <laughs> no, see, go go that's ahead. Part and... this, that's part of this. We call it organic. It's an organic <laughs> podcast. Anyway, let's get back to Erwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's really funny to that. It's very educational. Like schoolgirls over here. So yeah. So anyway, we got to put the uh, we either put the re remembering painting or the uh, father painting for the uh, the ad image for, the, yeah, for this sure. week's. Father was the first painting you bought. Remember, oh, yeah, remembering yeah, right. yeah, is yeah, yeah. remembering is one that you guys really like, and that was about my biological father dying. So that was kind of uh, uh, emotional. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Anyway, I, mean, I, th I think you. we used remembering twice already, so probably did we use father? That would be. I think it was. Didn't you use it for the the advertising and for the for the I like to paint monsters? I think oh. in the juxtapose, juxtapose. It's in 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 a magazine. I saw it. I'm Could sure be. it's in one of those. Yeah, we've yeah, used you, that you one used a lot. That. Yeah, it was high fructose. High yeah, maybe fructose. father. Then. I, I get, right. It was in it was in high fructose. Yeah, father with I like nice. monster okay. review. We'll do father. That was the first one you bought for yeah. me. Anyway, that's kind of beside the point. Anyway, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else about you? That's so, yeah. So, that, that's well, we, so, we, so actually, we, we we already started talking in London about uh, like movie, TV possibilities right. for art that's right see I, you know what's great about having a bad memory is that everything's <laughs> a constantly a surprise and you get to relive every moment again uh, <laughs> um yeah that's right we were talking about a reality tv art show which i still think exactly. would be great if you got the right gallery involved yeah, you know definitely. you'd have to get the right gallery and the and the and and, and uh yeah that would be a good reality show because because you got I mean, we're never that, gonna. That would be hilarious. Yeah, because you get you get one you get a gallery. This is the idea. We could say the idea because probably we're never gonna do it, right? So whatever. <laughs> you get the the idea was you get the and we and Irwin's got this all on video too because we were um, talking about it. But you get a you get a gallery that has kind of like you know crazy maybe a crazy type curator or owner. In, in Check. A, we have that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yasha would have been perfect. I'm going to say her name again. She would have been perfect yes. for that. Um, uh, she she would have been a, a superstar. I'm telling you. But um, and then you get and then you have the you, so every show is like an hour show, and then you have the all the trials of of the the gallery setting the show up, who the artist is, talking about the artist. Um, shipping the, the pieces right well no no first then you go then you're oh. cutting back to the artist creating the whole show so there's a whole you right. know two yeah. two storylines there's the gallery dealing setting the show up and then there's the artist talking about the concept of the show 
showing the artist paint, all the problems the artist is having, struggling, not having enough money to get the canvases and this and that, and screwing the paintings up, and then having to box everything and ship it. And then at the end of the show would be the, the opening. That would be the build to the end. Every show would be like this, and then you'd have the opening, and then the and then the uh, the uh, you know the payoff or the lack of payoff. The the tragic ending would be that they sell nothing, or the big you know big yeah. the big ending would be they s- sell out the show. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that I think that would be a great. It's an incredible idea. Great reality Absolutely. show. Without it, you just pitched it to me. It took you like less than forty five seconds, and <laughs> well, I'm we, sold. We were talking about this year. We had this all planned out, and actually, that's Earth, better than some dumb tattoo. You know, I know. Reality There's tattoo so many shop show. dumb reality Way cooler shows. Than that. There's so many dumb reality shows. I mean, don't out get me there. wrong. There are cool shows that are like that. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. this is a much much superior idea. So anyway, it's been fun to to realize that. Yeah. yeah, and so I mean, we were talking about it. Erwin was actually, you know, making some contacts about it. I talked to some guy. I met a guy at a party, um, at uh, Steve Niles' birthday party. I think it was. Was it Steve? no Brian Lustmore? You know, Lustmore at his birthday yeah. party. I met a, a real a guy who worked in a reality show, and I'm like, okay, I know you, everybody pitches you reality show ideas, so I apologize <laughs> in advance. But here's my idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he thought it was, uh, he thought it was a great idea. He really, you know, I could tell he was like, yeah, that's, well, it is a great I, idea, you know. So anyway, maybe maybe we could still do it, or maybe someone will steal it now and do it. I just want to watch the thing. It, <laughs> right. I, 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 I do it and do it right, okay? Right. If they would do it right, I wouldn't care. I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been planning things for a long time. Uh, Erwin yeah. and I, we've had a lot of, a lot of plans, and we also were talking late night scheming with oh, your yes. hands. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded wrong. Anyway, you know, I did that on purpose because I know that no one could see what I was doing. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, and we were talking about the whole dark art concept, weren't we? Talking about that back yeah. then, because I thought yeah. I thought that came later. But I mean, to think about that, we were talking about in 2006 or something or 2007 yeah. is uh, uh, I've completely forgot about that. So that's really really cool. So you're, what's funny is you forget about shit, right? Like Erwin reminded you, you remember it. And then you're telling the thing and Erwin's like, no, but, and you're like, no, 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 that's not how it was. Cause <laughs> as soon as you have the memory, you like remember the full package and you're like telling the other person who actually cued you to the memory that no, no, you're wrong. Actually, I know the whole thing. Well, and you're always right. Not always at least true. when it comes to that. So that sometimes that's true, but not always. Well, I only deal with you like what, four times a week for five years. <laughs> I think, no. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I, I, I admit it. Moving right along. Moving, moving right, right along. Here we yeah. go again. That that yeah. weird couple thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <coughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. We go way back. We go way back. And also, you know, I don't know. Probably people aren't aware, but your your whole your thou art catalog on the iPad. What is up with that? Because that was such a great idea, and it seemed like you started it, and it didn't go anywhere. And it's like that was a, such a great idea. I thought. You could maybe tell yeah, about it, talk bas- about basically, it. Yeah, it it basically started with your catalog, and uh, I did a, I did David Hochbaum's catalog. Mm. Um, it was an app, like it was an app for the. Yeah, it, it iPad. used to be an app, but the the problem was that uh, with with all the new um, smartphones coming out, every smartphone has a different shape. Mm. Uh, you had to adapt the the app constantly, and that was um, causing so much. Uh, reprogramming uh, I had to pay for um, it, it just swallowed such a load of money so it's and, a money and thing now I'm, I'm planning a relaunch actually um, oh good I hope I, I hope I get it together till the end of the year 
explain can you explain what it is just so people know well, it's exactly. gonna be it's it's, it's gonna be ebooks so it's gonna be art catalogs uh i have i think i have about 25 pending contracts with artists i'm not gonna name right now because you know pending right. contracts is always a bad <clears throat> yeah bad thing but uh i got uh, about 10 or 12 finished catalogs as ebooks and i'm just uh trying to find a way to publish it with the least amount of work for me on my end. Right. So it's yeah. probably going to be Kindle. It's most likely going to be iBooks on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just getting together all the different contracts I have to, to think about <clears throat> to make it as easy as possible to access it on different, you know, uh, tablets and smartphones. Right. Uh, but the idea is still the same I had with the app, uh, Easy access and cheap access to high uh, high resolution art. Right. And just get get people. Uh, you know, there's there there is apps for doing sports and measuring your heart rate every every ten minutes, what have you. But there's so little for art, and I think that's a lost opportunity. Still, I mean, definitely. I, I started publishing those books, I think, four years ago or something, and. You know, there's nothing, still nothing. I know, yeah. Out there, and so it's it's, it's kind of weird because it, it it's really a lost opportunity for me. Yeah, so it's it was a free app, correct? And then you would pay to download for the catalogs. for the the little right. they're like little catalogs from different artists, and you could pay a, a really reasonable amount to download a catalog, and yeah. you choose the artists, you know and pay for them and then you can and the thing that i thought was so cool is that the stuff is really high resolution and and you don't have to worry about it being the way you had it uh i know as an artist my first question was well can people download the whole image and print them out and rip your stuff off and you can't which is great so that's part of the app is is, but you can zoom in really tight and get all the the details which is like a a big deal and you're right nobody's doing that so I, I still think, yeah, it's a, it's a great idea and potential moneymaker, I think, too. Well, you know, even with the catalogs and, and everything I, I, I invested in, in the movement, it, it, I don't think if you, if you have in mind to make money with it, you're on the right track. It's, it's, supporting, it's supporting the movement, it's supporting the, the artist, the personality, the mm-hmm. people you're... I mean, basically, we're all friends. Right, on, on, right. If you, if you if you chew it down, it's, yeah, it's it's it's, it's just a, a huge family and supporting each other. So if 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 I would come up with an idea how to make money off that, that would seem kind of unethical or weird. I don't. You know, I, but if, but if we all, I I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, you know, I don't want you to be going broke doing something. It's like I I I want us all to be sharing and you know being friends and <clears throat> creating the community larger and also be able to make a, at least make a living. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm not against making a living. I, I, you know, I would, I would feel better if you were making, you know, making a little money from it for all, for the effort you're putting out there and the money, you know, I appreciate that you're like, you know, the, 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 uh, the movement is more important. The friendships are more important. Of course, that's right. That's, and that's, you know, totally appreciated and really, uh, you know, uh, uh, honorable of you. But, you know, it would be it would be nice if you, were, you know, made some money so that for your effort. I think but, that's fair. I mean, but I'm the American here. In the, so. in the movement <laughs> long enough to know that, you know, there is money in it, but 
you know. Yeah. How much money you want to make with eBooks, really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, right. You're right. You're right. Maybe that, it's maybe it's, it's it's per project. It's really just putting putting names out. Maybe you know making new connections, people getting better possibilities. Maybe meet, meet a new gallery. It's also you know it's also nice if you're the artist and you have it on your yeah uh, tablet. You know for presentations or whatever. Yeah, it's great. So I think it's it, super it's, cool. It has it has a lot of benefits if if it's out there, and. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, of course, I don't, I don't say no if it, if I make, you know, some bucks with it, but it's, right, it's right. not the main, it's not the main focus and not the, right. the goal of the whole project. Well, that, never, I think never that, was. Yeah, yeah, I think that that kind of goes for most artists I know. You know, we're we're the money is just a means to an end. You know, the only reason yeah, I, I'm really totally. interested in making money <clears throat> is so that I can keep painting. You know, that's my end yep. goal that I always keep in front of me. You know. Yeah. That's that's what motivates me to do all the bullshit I don't want to do, like the promotion and the business part. And yeah, yeah, is the I mean, uh, uh, the, the the even the art collecting for me was always more about supporting the artist. I would like to see more, right. you know, prom- promoted or getting getting ahead in better galleries, what have you. And uh, I recently got in contact with a with another collector, and he was offering me. And the idea to buy paintings from somebody who's not the artist was almost new. I like I never thought about it. Oh, interesting. For, yeah. for, for, for me, it was always, you know, give the money to the right. person who actually did the, the artwork. And, right. you know, to, to make deals between collectors, it, it, it might be part of the whole thing. But I actually never thought about it. Yeah, that's no. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> the secondary market. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was. Curious. I mean, I didn't know anything about any of this stuff really until right around the time I met you, Erwin, which was in 2012. And right. I was, and I had all these questions for Chad. I was like, "So, how does that work? Like, how does the secondary art market work?" Because I didn't know. I didn't know squat, and so I was real curious to sponge it up. And he, he was explaining the ins and outs of artists and and then collectors and how collectors sell to other collectors and basically him. To whatever degree, Chet, he helps them along in the process. I mean, if they're selling something that's his work, he'll promote it for them. And so it was interesting to hear what he had to say about that versus like what you would expect coming out the gates where you would kind of, to whatever degree, be like, hmm, I wonder if a person would be more miserly about that or not. So it was fascinating for me to learn that kind of arc of the way in which the whole collector-artist relationship works. Well, I, I got a pretty intimate look into how that works when I when I was traveling with Giger to the shows because uh, he stopped painting mid mid 80s so mm-hmm. he didn't sell a single painting for 20 years wow and uh, he you know he sells a few prints but he lost he lost a lot of uh, copyrights in the in the 70s really he sold he, he sold it yeah he, he like made he, some really bad choices so he like uh, sold off sold off the rights to images is that how he lost them oh almost all of them oh my god really so, and and the the way they would like you know if there was a collector who was really caring about him and he would sell a painting very expensively he would still give some money to gear which is not right. usual but right. you know because you know they they when they bought him in the 70s they they like tenfolded their price value right. or even more yeah and you know as soon as the paintings out the door uh I mean, if if I ever sell one of your paintings for a hundred thousand dollars, there's no revenue for you. Right, right. That that that's that's kind of weird. 
you know yeah but again i i've accepted it as it's kind of just the way it is and uh i also see it as a reward for the collector for supporting you early on you know what i mean it's like i i i think that's cool that you as a collector you would support me early on with no knowledge of whether that's going to gain value even though you're not doing it for the money but then you resell it for a lot of money it's it's a nice I, it's a nice reward for you. It's it's a, the only way I can say you know thank you <laughs> without uh, doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I, I I I bought a series of drawings from an artist in America, and part of the selling contract was if I resold them ever, he would have a fifteen percent revenue. Wow! Wow! So, who's that, who's that? Entrepreneurial uh, <laughs> artist there. Well, American. What can I say? <laughs> I want to know who that. I mean, I want to know who that artist is. <laughs> I tell you off screen. Okay, you text it. You could do it in the the, the IM on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, well, that's, I mean, that, that's that's an approach, but yeah. it, the, the question if it's if it's uh, if it's doable in the long yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. You know? You'd have to really kind of uh, command that to, kind of respect like, to track track all your right. art. Yeah, and yeah. If it ever pops up somewhere, you kind yeah. of sue your former collector. I just rather I, weird. I'd rather just paint another one and sell it myself yeah. if I need the money. That's a that's well, that's what I feel like I'm always utilitarian. You're a utilitarian <laughs> type. I mean, not everybody is is utilitarian. You know, you talk to some of these artists, even some of the people that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like talking shit, but you know, for instance, Ulrich. You know, the relationship that Ulrich has, Christopher Ulrich has with his paintings is very different than the, the relationship you have with your paintings. You know, right. his is certainly more romantic, if mm. nothing else. And don't get me wrong. That's great. That's his, his way. But for you, you know, you're very utilitarian. You just, again, you're like straight out the gates. I just want to paint. That's all I care about. Yeah. Canvas paint, painting, yum, fun. love it. So <laughs> it's like, you don't give a shit. You're like, Oh, painting gone worth however much. Right. Who cares? Paint another one next time it'll be better. Cause I've already learned all this shit between here and there. Right, that's, right. Your, that's the way you approach things, you know? And a lot of people, it's like, you they just literally disemboweled themselves and they've like left something on that canvas that is like it's so true and important to them that it's like dna or some shit right. you know, everybody has a different spin on it yeah i think that's that's cool too and you know i feel connection to certain paintings but you know I, i've never felt more connected to a painting than i than i do to painting every painting that is mm -hmm. where the connection is for me it's so much every time i paint every time i paint i'm like oh this is the best this is so fun. I can't believe I get to do this. And and I and I don't sit there and look at the paintings and think that after. You know what I mean? I mean, I admire them and I and and I like I like to look at them and I do love the paintings because they're they're things that I want to see. Um, you know, that's how I kind of paint is what I think is cool. So I do like them, but it's just so about the process for me. I love it so much that I that I can't get past that. And that's cool. That's fine, you know. Like you said, everybody's kind of different. Well, the, the the unique thing with with the situation with Giga was that he stopped painting, and then that's right. of course the 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 worst. Going to make that his existing happen. paintings worth so much money. I mean, really, when you think about uh, the amount of money he's making for people that already have his paintings by not painting right. anything new, he's exactly. just he's, they're just he's, filling it. It's just stacking bills, stacking but, bills. But he's the only one who's not profiting from the whole right. process. Yeah, that's process. what he's so that's, that's, saying is the weird that's thing. The, that's the downside of the secondary market. Yeah, right. What, what we, we, we started talking about, that basically the one person that is the originator and the creator of, of all this art is cut out of the pro, cut out of the revenue process, which right. is kind of weird. 
I guess it's kind of like that's kind of the old way to whatever degree because technology and contemporary culture has evolved to whatever degree where it's like you look at someone like Chet and, you know, he is, I, I don't think, atypical in the way in which we all make our money doing this, which is that he's learned to see, oh, okay, here's the potentiality of my brand, my image, my name, my work, my style, and my voice. And what can I do with those things? And how can I market those and package those and protect those in such a way as to be you know, beneficial to me in the long term. And so I see him as kind of like the structure of somebody who nowadays is, you know, back in the seventies, none of that shit, you didn't think about it that way. People didn't think about shit that way. You know, it's taken a certain level of, of cultural human evolution to get to the point even now, I think in our, in our, in our technological culture to realize that and be like, Oh, okay. I got to grab the reins of this beast and fucking whip this horse and make it, you know, worth everything it can be for me. And I, and I see Chet doing that with, you know, whether that's taking the gas mask symbol and making sure that it's protected or, you know, taking his products and running his own limited edition prints and multiple series and really putting that footprint down and saying, this is mine and no one else could take it from you right. because he makes that so fucking apparent, you know? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, someone called me, so I stepped away. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't hear half but of what you said. You should said. listen to that part later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Was it complimentary? But but I, I, no, I would compliment you after. I was totally <laughs> insults the whole time. And Erwin said that's what she said at the end of it. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. well, <laughs> since I didn't really hear what you said, uh, uh, what kind of things, What do you what do you look for in artwork? as a collector. Cause I think that's really uh, interesting uh, because every, you know, I know some collectors, uh, like, like Myron, Myron's the most collectory Myron Walters. He's the most collector, collectory collector. I know in the sense that he likes to buy a painting and he wants to get the study and he wants to get the sketch. And if there was like mm -hmm. an object that you used in reference, he would want that. He would and want that too. He'd want, yeah. he want, he likes sets of things. And that, that's the first mm -hmm. time I, so I ever, we should dignify for our fans real quick who he is, because they're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Myron. And thus they know him, but they may not know. Myron Walters was one He's of Myron. the executive producers on the I like to paint monsters documentary. And one of, he got involved in the 2014, I like to paint monsters Kickstarter and became an executive producer, producer through that process. And so then we all got to know him and he was also becoming a collector simultaneously so anyway just to place him so Any people that are yeah. listening have a clue what, what we're talking about Thank but yeah you. he's super collector super cool. collector and a super cool super cool guy yeah myron's Great amazing supporter, dude. Yeah. he's like probably one of the greatest at least that i've experienced because i've experienced a, a small handful but out of the people that i've experienced one of the greatest art philanthropists that i've yeah, encountered i mean supportive. just incredibly giving for the whole purpose of just supporting artists doing their thing like what you talk about erwin and you yeah, do just, it too and yeah you're, just you're like, right up there it's the same level you know same like level of, yeah so what do you look for i actually couldn't tell you you know when when i first saw your the paintings i bought they just you know they spoke to me and i just you know i wanted to see them in in real life and have them around me so it's just like uh, the magic I, I unspoken thing has to hit you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 I bought paintings I thought I would never buy. You know, mm -hmm. if if you would have shown me those paintings five years ago, I would say no, they they wouldn't fit in my collection, or I wouldn't want them to hang anywhere. And and then I saw them. I, I think we talked about that once, uh, like the quantum physics. A thing that happens that if you look at a painting, the painting looks at you, so that it's not a a one-way right. thing and that everybody who looks at the painting leaves part of himself in the painting mm. 
So the more people see a painting, the more people will want to see that painting in the future. That's interesting. So in the observer. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, the painting observes back kind of, you know, kind of like a weird, a weird, uh, almost communication kind of thing. And that this kind of, of, of connection can't happen with a print, for example, at least not for me. Mm. An original is just totally different. Uh, and has total a totally different message than a hundred percent perfect print of the same painting. Right. So, I mean that's that's one thing. So I I'm to- I'm I'm totally into originals, and uh, like from motive, I couldn't tell you. It's I mean it's mostly dark. It's it's mostly not something from the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not something I could my I can I could put my finger on and say you know that's what I'm looking for in a painting or that's what I'm looking for in an artist. Right. Shouldn't be an asshole. That that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, it helps. Since, since, right. Since since, since uh, you know I try to to get into contact with almost everybody I collect. I almost met all the artists in person at least once, and uh, like we said in the beginning it most of them are friends we're all like big community and if they act like assholes it affects you wanting to buy their work right yeah i wouldn't you know if if somebody comes it happened you know i I wanted to buy paintings from like that that was even before no it was not before we met but kind of like in that area when i met people and i was approaching them even like i would like to support you we could do some you know like books together or I do a catalog and they just came across like total coked up assholes. And I was like, okay, I, you know, yeah. never going to speak to you again. Because <laughs> Suddenly your artwork not... doesn't look as good anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. true. It it. It, it's true it's, though. Cause it, we talked about that where it changes music, you know, like you like certain music and then you learn some shit about the people making it and you're like, Oh God, I don't like it as much anymore. Right. It's just undeniable. There's nothing you can do about well, it. And for me, of course, I, I lose the, the will to support him. And that's part of me collecting. Right. And, that's a big know, motivation so th- for you, as you feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I, you know, assholes don't need support. At least not from me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's definitely one thing. And uh, But like I said, from, from the motive, I couldn't tell you. So right. It's just some some art just speaks to me and. And then well, if the if the artist is is fitting in the whole concept, I'm done. Well, you know, I don't really care. Well, you know, what's interesting is you can look the same way that you can look at um, an art an artist body of work and see kind of who they are. You can same same with a collector's collection. You can kind of get an idea of the kind of person they are by seeing their collection. You know, it's really an I interesting. Hope, <laughs> hopefully, never. Nobody's gonna see my whole collection. Well, no, ever. you know it's I, true. You're you, right. <laughs> and if it's you know, if it looks on the surface, it might look like you're insane serial killer or whatever. But you know, same with my artwork. But you know, when you look, <laughs> when you look uh, deeper, you know, you get some insights. So who do you who do totally. you collect? Who or if you care to say, or ones that you care to talk about, like what what different uh, artists do you collect? Because I know you got a pretty pretty great collection. Oh my god! Although you don't, it. you don't show it around a lot, like a lot of other no, I, collectors. I, I shut down Facebook a while ago because it just got so annoying. Yeah, and uh, I did a little bit on Instagram, but you know, it's basically the same thing. 
like Facebook. It's a, it's a little bit less annoying than Facebook, but still the same concept. Yeah. I think it's and, cool when know, collectors share their stuff online, though. I like seeing that interaction. Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, the, the main purpose of my Facebook was basically to, you know, uh, share artist feeds and, and, you know, we had that, the Chetzar collector, uh, the collectors, what was right. it? Group? Collectors group. Mm-hmm. The collectors group. And, uh, you know, you, you'll get connections from all the galleries. They post, you know, like upcoming shows, you mm-hmm. share that and, you know, just help, help in the process. But there's just so much bullshit going on in, on those social medias. And, you know, on a personal level, I just, had enough of that yeah then i got i got blocked twice for posting a painting that i mean a, a drawing actually that could have been imp- interpreted as nudes oh, and i think you know face facebook posts so much violence oh and, i know you know other stuff and and then a drawing of boobs is going to block somebody. i know that's like, so okay that's that's kind of like the last draw it's I, so I get out of here american puritanical and it's so <laughs> no not shit, european man. you know europeans yeah. have it so so right on when it comes to nudity and the ridiculous i grew up with my dad's paintings so there's just naked paintings yeah. all in the house when i grew up and i i never felt weird about it and i never thought it was i never thought it was anything other than any but other kind of painting and it didn't tri- it, trip it me out weird. It's but all my friends would come over body. yeah i know it's not weird and and it's weird to think that it's weird actually but most yeah. people have that you know that social stigma thing and i remember when kids would come over to my house you know i'm nine, ten years old and i bring my friends over Porn. and they're all like <laughs> giggling you know and i just I, it's, it's like why are you i don't get it what are you laughing at but I mean, there was like reference photos in my dad and Jimmy's studio. Right. And so I, I just, you know, I'm glad I had that experience because, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was sitting there getting aroused at everything. It was just normal. It was just art, yeah. you know? So, but anyway, what, who do you, who do you collect do that you care to name? Well, I got, yeah, I mean, drop some I names. Think, yeah. David Hochbaum. Mm-hmm. I got, he's a really cool know. guy. David's a really nice yeah. guy. Yeah, his art works really much different. More out there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And uh, well, I I probably got the most the most stuff from David. Mm-hmm. Uh, got two, no, three Stupakis. Oh, nice. Uh, Brian Smith, I got a few. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I got two Laurie Liptons. Oh, really? Really proud of how big are really they? Really proud of those. Are uh, they huge? Yeah, one is, I mean, not like the new ones. That's right. just, uh, you know, those are just amazing pieces of work. Uh, yep. if, if you get the chance ever, go to, uh, what's what's the gallery? Ah, oh, damn, I forgot the gallery name. Ace? And Ace, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Ace Gallery, Beverly Hills. They got a, I think they still got a room with her painting, uh, with her drawings. It's, They're not it's in, mind-blowing. That dude's not in jail not yet? In, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like out of the whole scene. Okay. For quite some time. That's another story for another podcast. The Ace Gallery. Yes. The Ace Gallery okay, drama. Never mind. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's pretty. Do you, do you have any any uh, classic Lori uh, Liptons that are like recognizable Lori Liptons? Well, I got Collateral Damage. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's a famous that's, one. That that's the big one. Wow, uh, excellent. And I got I got the second one is pretty. I think she, it's published in one of the small books, but not in the two big ones. Mm. So it's a, not so. F- not so knowledgeable, but it's still uniquely Laurie Lipton. It's like manic details yeah, and everything. So. She's amazing. She's amazing. 
Yeah, and I, I think likeness is the way you spell. Uh, you, you oh yeah, Jed. Name. Jed, li- I didn't know yeah. you had Jed likeness. I got, I got three of him. He's I awesome, think. right? Yeah, he's I love amazing. Him. He then paints. I the, got. He paints the way I. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but he paints the way I always kind of wanted to paint, but I could never quite do it, which is totally loose. Monsters, yeah. but totally loose. You know, I ended up going, I still try and keep it loose when I can, and I have painted loose to prove to myself that I can do it, like with my do- the painting of Tatsu and some of my dog paintings and, and some mm-hmm. of my other paintings I've done loose. But um, uh, it's it's an effort for me to paint that, that way. And he just nails it. He looks like he just... Psh- yeah cranks him out right yeah you know he's great i, I really he's, he's one of uh right uh car person i i recently lost yeah. touch with him i don't know where he, he he's went. another he one just, of these guys who's one of, so one of the best one of the best yeah. in the whole field yeah. carl per- yeah. person do you know him mike he's so no, that's what i mean he's incredible you'll love his work he's he's seriously he's one of the and, best but you never hear anything and, from him yeah it's all marketing he, he's marketing is this uh the, the the artist who tricked the mind into seeing details which isn't there right that's that's, that's exactly that what those guys do like carl and and right, yep and like what's his name chat Ch- not chat but something what's the first name of likeness jed jed jd right chat likeness yeah so those are the guys who really trick your mind that's really totally amazing. Yeah. If, if you if you if you see a painting from afar and you think, oh my god, that's so detailed, and you go close and it's just not there, that's like you know that's yeah. like magic. Yeah, really. it is. That's the uh, it's the. And then you know I've got trick. my my sketchbook project going on with all those artists. Most most oh, of them. Oh yeah, talk about that also. That's a really cool idea. Did I what did I take the yeah, longest? I, uh yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. seen, you got some good I've ones in there, Carl though. Person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Pardon? great, right, Carl Person? I just yeah, said Michael. I, I, I'm looking at oh, yeah, yeah. now. I've seen it before. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, you got some good ones in your sketchbook, yeah. though. Some that went on yeah. to be significant paintings. So that's hopefully worth it. I know, and I'm very proud of that. that <laughs> one. No, I, th- I think that we. I th- actually we came up with that idea. Yeah. Uh, that you, that was also a it was your you did. Of, it was yeah, your idea. It was your idea. We we just, uh, I think it was like, was I giving you the yeah the the, catalogs? Yeah, you yeah, get, right. you're like you know you give me the rest of the ugly American catalogs because you weren't yeah. you weren't having a lot of luck selling them and I was selling them okay so it's like but you know you the 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 selling would have would have worked but since almost everybody was in in America the shipping was crazy. right yeah I mean not me but. Nobody would buy a catalog definitely, for definitely for for that money and then pay that basically the same double amount. the price in yeah, shipping. Yeah, I know. So. But um, yeah, so. you came up with this idea to do have me fill a whole big moleskin sketchbook in exchange for all these books, and so then I took and, proceeded to take about and, two years to do that. But <laughs> classic Chet's art form. It was longer was than two years. Long. Yeah. Oh definitely. my god! I'm sorry. Anyway, it, it, multiply so, that and, by two. <laughs> and. uh since I was waiting for You're yours, right. I thought, well, I could also look, you know, for other other artists to do that. And I think the 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 the, fa- the speed record is actually by Brian Smith. I think he did it in five weeks. Wow! He, he did nothing else. He just 
That's amazing. And I'm not surprised though. But, that guy but, cranks shit out. Mm. That guy's a genius, really. He just cranks shit out, and you're like, "What?" It's, <laughs> yeah, it's obscene. Uh, two people. Uh, uh, I, I'd like to mention that I collect because they 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 absolutely deserve being mentioned. Is Dan Harding? Oh yeah, I got some Dan Harding. Dan Harding's great. Dan Harding is amazing. I got like two or three, uh, and I bought those things for like fifty bucks and, when they first when he first got, started I selling. Got, and I got two sketchbooks from Dan. Oh, great! Because he he did me he did he did a sketchbook in uh, pencil, mm-hmm. and like the last the last drawing was a robot, but he did it in ink. Oh, nice! And it was so impressive. I said, you know, you have you got to do me a second one just in ink. Oh, cool! So he, <laughs> he did a second one, and um, and the second one is Buddy Nestor. From, oh, yeah, I think Philadelphia. Philadelphia. He did a sketchbook. Yeah. I've never seen his sketches. I've only seen his paintings. Uh, he. Actually, I think he's still working on that. No, but I got two paintings of him. That's oh, cool. Yeah, I'm not sure about the sketchbook though. You know, I, I actually lost track about of a few. I, <laughs> I, sometimes I remember. Oh yeah, there's still somebody out there. Right. But yeah, he's great. Yeah, his that, that, his that, uh, paintings are really. When you see a Buddy Nestor painting, you're like, you know it. Yeah. That's the only person yeah. that paint. That's like a really cool thing to be that unique. So signature, yeah, it's, you know, it's almost like an aura painting, or mm-hmm. you know, really, really, really weird. It's cool because it's like it's like an aura or a spiritual portrait in some way, but it's really dark. That's yeah, what I mm-hmm. like about it. It's yeah. not like all happy light love. It's like <laughs> a little more grim, grim looking. Yeah, and, and Dan Harding is just so great with detail. He's mm-hmm. basically the opposite of Carl. He's right. You see the detail, and you go into it, and there's even more detail. Yeah, yeah, he's super tight, super super tight yeah. painter. And also the, the the drawings are the same. They, really, there's like every line has a purpose. Does he really. come from like a comic background or anything? No, he actually renovates churches. Really? Yeah, he ever he he once told me that if if the if the priests would know what he does in his free time, they would fire him. <laughs> uh, that's so great. That is great. No, he, he just said it. You know, Flying he, under he, the radar. He, he 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 paints angels all day, and you know that that kind of stuff. And he just wow. He just needs to do totally the opposite in order to not. <laughs> that's great. Not Go insane. Blow up. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, I really like that. That was was a fun way to. And he he would like do like sketches of demons like in the breaks after uh-huh. <laughs> three hours of angels and that's really hilarious. fun. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, those those are some of the artists. Cool. I yeah. I mean, they're you know, I don't. I wouldn't recall everybody. I really would have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So you're not. I take it you're not one of those collectors that has a spreadsheet with your artist name and every painting <laughs> and the year and how much you paid for it. And, you know, like, I have no idea. That okay. just, <laughs> that just, you know, you know how my office looks like, right? It's just right. <laughs> painting next to painting, next to painting. And sometimes I exchange them. Right. And, uh, I'm, go- uh, I, I'm planning on moving in, uh, in autumn. Oh, where are you moving? Really? No, just, to to the to one of the the places I bought, so oh, I, I right. might have really enough space to display all of them. Ooh, nice! Was, yeah, yeah, that, that that's gonna be nice. I, well, I hope you know. We'll see. I never make plans. Life has just a way of surprising you. So. Smart, <laughs> smart. I, uh, I think John Lennon said, 
life is what happens to you while you make other plans. Yep. Something like that. <laughs> life is Very what cool. happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Beautiful and boy. Tom, you get shot. <laughs> so hey I, I, i'm curious are there any newer artists that you're looking at that you're interested in because i've because there's a couple new ones that i've been following that are really kind of blowing my mind lately i'm just wondering if well, you uh, have any uh, i kind of you know reduced myself from the scene for various uh, reasons um First of all, I don't have any more space for art. Right. It's just like yeah. I got definitely more paintings than walls. That is a problem. Or space, and you know, it, it's it kind of even though with all the things I, I said, what what motivates me to to buy art, it should be displayed in a in a proper way. Mm-hmm. And if if I want, you know, you support an artist, you buy a painting, and then you just put, put it away, right? Wrap it in plastic. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel right, you know. It it should, you know, it should have a proper frame and hang on a proper place and people should look at it. Otherwise, it's just it's like caging an animal. It's not it's not right. Right, right. So, that, that you know, that was one of the motivations to like reduce my myself. But um Shane Pierce is mind blowing. Oh yeah. He his stuff is kind of Shane Pierce. His stuff has is he's the guy that kind of has that Phil Hale vibe? Yeah, yeah, that dude's yeah. really amazing. I bought, I supported his Kickstarter and uh, got his book. Right, the the Nomad, the Nomad. Yeah, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. How yeah, about, he, he made it. He made it to Comic Con this year. Oh, he cool. actually went to to uh, San Diego. Oh, good. And he, I think he's on in New York Comic Con as well. So ah, good I for was him. planning on going there actually. Cool. Are you planning on coming out to LA anytime soon? Yeah, I, I'm happy if I make it to New York. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't want to get political, but actually, uh, I t- kind of made a p- deal with myself not to go to America until you got a a new leader. I don't blame you, man. <laughs> I wish I could get out of here. So I don't I, blame I, you either. <laughs> I mean, everybody told me I shouldn't punish them for what other people did, but you I, know, don't, I don't blame you. You know, it, if you travel internationally, it's always... Yeah. It, who knows it what this guy's going to do, out. man? That's the thing. It's I like, you, it, I don't want to leave the country, because who knows? You just, he's so unpredictable yeah. and crazy that, like, you know, he could do anything. But Start it's, a fucking it's, nuclear I mean, war while you're out of the country. This, this is a vacation. podcast in itself, right? But, right. you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's not America alone. It's like everybody's going insane. If you if you travel a lot internationally, you know right. it's Yep. It's just, what the... F- Fuck. Yeah, the whole you know, human race is kind of going nuts right now. Yeah, you know, the, the security measures are just beyond, you know, that if if you know, you can stress statistics however you want, but there it, it's more likely to be eaten by a crocodile in Norwegian, you know, in in Norway than to be attacked by, you know, anybody who's insane enough to try to kidnap a plane nowadays. I know, right. So, I know. I, I know. Mean, it's absurd. And it's it's it gets so annoying, you know, just to change planes on the airport. It, oh, I hate it. That's it, why I, it totally lost lost interest in doing that. So if 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 I would go, it would be a long trip. Right. So it, it's going to be worth it. And I, I, right now, I don't have the time to do that. But okay. So we'll, basically, we'll see you in three years, or four years, <laughs> yeah, or well, whenever he's out. It's, it's all up to you. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully we'll see you in three or four years. Yeah, now and I, not I, eight. I, 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 yeah, 
I think in eight years, nothing's standing. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely planning on going before that. So you going to have some um, Zello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pizza. That's the best pizza. Mm, Gotta Zello, go there. Zello. We should get them to sponsor the podcast. No shit. <laughs> now you're thinking entrepreneurial, man. <laughs> that's my name. Don't yes, wear it out. Zello is worth the trip to LA. Catch Master yeah, Flash. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could get get a get a pizza and, and uh, like overnight it to you. Yes. <laughs> Less security for that than for Irwin to fly, I'm sure. And they could probably keep it hot too. They'd probably have they probably some way to they, do it now. They also they also sell the pizzas, they make it, and then they you can get it uncooked so you can put it in your oven. So freeze know. that bitch, put it on dry ice and send it to Irwin. <laughs> that would be nice. No, I'd I'd rather go to LA to have that fresh experience. Yes, yes. I did. I was just there, and I'm already ready to go back and have more. And I think we ate there twice while I was there. Yeah, it's cornmeal crust. Of, I'm telling you, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Next time we uh, we have to gather to get Brian to go there. Yeah, that for was, sure. That was fun the last time. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, we're getting we're up at past an hour now. So I wanted to ask you before we uh, wrap things up. I wanted to ask. <clears throat> What advice do you have to artists, one thing, and collectors or people that want to get into collecting as well? Like people, because a lot of people, you know, I found that a lot of people, um, you know, especially with, with these, this sketch sale I just had where I did these super cheap sketches, they're like, it's their first piece, their first original mm-hmm. they've collected. And so now they're kind of interested in collecting. And I've known a lot of people that have started collecting studies and ended up being you know, pretty big collectors from it. So I'm just curious, you know, as, as a seasoned collector and one of the guys who's been in the involved in the movement from the very beginning, you know, what advice do you have to, again, to collectors and, and also to artists, because, you know, you deal with a lot of artists and I'm sure you have a lot of crazy stories. So anything sticks out that you would get well, advice the first you would thing, give? If, if, even if you're just interested in like say modern art or the, the, the current art movement, whatever that might be, uh, look up the old masters. Look, Definitely. you know, get 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 to know Absolutely. how it's done. Mm-hmm. Get get go go into museums, see classic art. Uh, look at Van Eyck, right. what what have you. Uh, try to see the originals. Don't you know? Art books are fine, but you know, go see original paintings. See, feel the vibe of what what a painting does to you. And then just go with your guts. Mm-hmm. Don't don't use art to invest. Don't think it's gonna make you money. Um, buy what you like. Buy what you want to see. And um, yeah, support the artist you like. That's basically where I would. I mean, that's what I do, and that's what I would advise people to do. Yeah, because if you want to, yeah, advice. If, if, if 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 you see it as an investment, you will never be happy because then you can to you know your right. stock marketing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. That's like trying to see see a relationship or a friendship as an in, as right. a fiscal investment. It's like, true. Yeah, that's a, like if I looked at Chet that way, he and I wouldn't be still friends and doing what we're doing because I don't give a fuck about that, you know. And if you look at somebody like that, or in again, like you said, a painting, you have a relationship with that. You have a relationship with the artist and with the work of art. So it takes it to that next level, I think. And you're kind of making it clear that there's a level of responsibility, at least that you adhere to, and that maybe perhaps others yeah. should. I mean that that's that's really all advice I get. That's but I great think advice. the most important thing is to, you know, 
look look at look at all the art you you can get. Mm-hmm. If you go to a, a foreign country, go try to get to the museum. Uh, try to to see as much different art as possible. Definitely, yeah. definitely. That's. Look- a- I, I, I sorry to interrupt, but I have to interject here. <laughs> I love Chet's interruptions. I'm sorry. Just, ah, ah, it, it sounds so funny. If I don't say it, I'll forget it. So, uh, uh, just get it all out, Chet. No, but but uh, you know, I notice in the scene. That's spe- what she said. <laughs> ah, yes. Ding 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 ding. Okay. You so, forget. Stop. A lot of uh, uh, I, I see this specifically in the dark art scene where people don't look outside of the dark art realm as much as they should. Like they stay in that community and every important art movement is about the context and the time that it exists in. That's a huge part of why the artwork's important. Totally. So if, if you don't know the history, you can't properly appreciate what's happening now. So it's really important, especially to see the, the old masters because that's tried and true. It's absolutely for sure. Everyone agrees it's all amazing stuff. Where a lot of newer stuff, you know, it had it hasn't stood the test of time yet, you know, so it's yeah. still kind of like the jury's out a little bit, although you should just go for what you love. But as far as, you know, training your eye and stuff, you see the classics. Yes. And then and then but but then open like you said, opening your mind to all different types of art will make you understand and appreciate what you actually love even more. Because yeah. it will make more sense, right. you know. I mean, I, I think we talked about that a lot of lot of times. That you know, everything you do in life is basically a reflection of what you will become eventually. Mm. And I think in the art, uh, collecting art, or even you know, uh, interacting with art you know, on what level you you, you might choose, is always uh, a trip of finding yourself one way or another. Mm. And so you know, I'm getting back to the investment thing. If 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 you always if you try to involve money and the thought of money and of making money, it will totally destroy that trip, that the journey that eventually leads you somewhere, right? Like a better self or mm-hmm. you know, what, what have you. So it seems like the same goes true for the artist as well, because like if Chet was there painting, thinking, "Oh, this motherfucker, I'm going to make so much money with this. Right. This thing, this mm-hmm. this stroke's worth fucking hundred bucks." You know, <laughs> just kill the painting, you'd even make no money. You know, so I think it's the same for the creators too. It's like when I made, I like to paint monsters. I definitely wasn't thinking I was going to make any money, but goddamn it, I was going to make a good film. You know, right. so it's the same thing. It's like that's not what I was looking at. I, I it would be super cool if that happened, but what, was it what? the goal certainly not and if it is then again you need to check yourself right Right. yeah so that so much for an advice that's great advice and and that was a great interview too you're you're awesome so we're gonna have to have you back on again because you're you know an important member of the family. He, he said dark art more than anybody on the on the documentary. That's true. <laughs> yeah, of course he said, and, yeah. and he has such, and you have such an authentic accent that you know really. <laughs> I, so would you say dark art? Erwin's <laughs> flipping my yeah. off with both so hands. Okay. You should yeah. do it. You should do a, a little reel of him just saying dark art, dark art, <laughs> dark art, all the different times. I would never do. I would never. I would never. Uh, Take take anyone's confidence. I will, I will avoid that phrase from now on. <laughs> no, you no, do that no. To you, Chad. The, the worst I'll ever do is Photoshop you, your head onto a Hobbit or you, onto a Buddha. Yeah, or something. right. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. I, I've had it all, so forget yeah. it. That's what she said. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you were there from the beginning, so you can't stop saying it. Yeah. Anyway, keep the dark art. Thank. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, and you're you're great, and you're a great guy, and we love you, and, and you're just 
great dude. And yes, triple great. I was waiting for the third one. He said it twice. I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. He's going to say it a third time. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I wanted to say in closing that on my phone, I just noticed that Patrick Ty backed Mysterion, your all-in-one Oracle and card-playing game that you just launched on Kickstarter. So why don't you just give, give a little shout about that? I, I you bring that up. I that, was a, that. that was a nice yeah, little so, intro there, right? That was a great segue. Well, it's, mm-hmm. you know what? It's kind of perfect that that happened right now. I was actually just, I clicked on it not long ago myself because, of course, I'm, like I said in our crowdfunding episode, which was like two episodes ago, you know, you end up checking on it <laughs> a right. lot. Uh, it's kind of compulsive. But yeah, it's like a little Kickstarter. Uh, I think it's reasonable. It's called Mysterion. And basically, I can't give away too many details until we reach the funding goal. And right now, when people hear this, uh, they're actually going to be hearing this once the Kickstarter campaign's been happening for a while. So maybe by then we have reached our funding maybe. goal. Maybe. Once we do, I can give away the whole skinny on the way that Mysterion works. But as it is, until I reach the funding goal, I'm only giving away snippets. It is an oracle on one hand. It's also a game on the other hand. And really what it came from was every day I realized that I post these daily quotes and people get super into them. And they're like, wow, this really synchronizes with my life. It's how did you know this was going on? Well, I'm like, well, I don't know shit. It's not about me. Um, I have a daily meditation process that I go through and I'm able to divine a quote and it seems to really hit other people. So it's kind of like tapping into the collective unconscious. Ultimately decided to build a game out of it. Chet decided to offer up some skills for designing some of the uh, peripheral items, such as the tabletop box that the deck can go in, as well as the deluxe tabletop box and the dice shaker, which will fit inside the deluxe tabletop box. So super cool stuff. Lee Shamel sculpting, helping Chet with casting, and also Josh Geyser from Creep Machine did all the branding and logo. So it's just, it's choice, it's top, it's an amazing collaboration. I think that we're going to make the money and hopefully push past it so I can unlock some of these other amazing rewards that I have in my pocket. Yeah, it's, so, it's I got, I just think it's such a cool concept that I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited beyond just the fact that you're a friend and you're doing a project and I want to promote it because you're a friend. It's actually, I think, such a cool thing like i wish i thought of it it was like that kind of cool so that's kind of I'm, the best compliment you can get yeah, so thank you i'm totally behind it so everyone just go to uh the mysterion kickstarter and uh we'll put a link in the description if you yeah, can yeah. if you can't uh, donate and um share and uh and that's it right yep i think that's it yeah tune in and, and also guys tune in next week um every week on wednesday we roll and also, if you could re- rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you found us, whatever platform, especially review us, it really helps us to stay in the feed and people can then find us easier. So thank you very much for listening. We truly appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And uh, thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks, thank everyone. You. Good night. Good night. <laughs> 99. Bye.